Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. Today, we're going to continue our recurring series which we have been featuring on Paradigm Shift called Inside the General Counsel's Office. Over the course of this podcast, we have talked to a number of lawyers who have held the GC position within various organizations and who have shared their insights with us on myriad topics, including relationships with outside counsel, their interactions with the board and the C-suite, the importance of diversity and inclusion, emotional intelligence, leadership, being a trusted advisor, and numerous other topics. I'm so excited to continue this series of conversations with my interview with a terrific lawyer and role model and a very good friend of mine who recently became a general counsel back in 2018. It is my privilege to welcome Aaron Wilson to the show. Aaron is general counsel at CU Direct and oversees the legal compliance and enterprise risk functions. She has over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry with expertise in contracts, vendor oversight, litigation management, risk, and privacy matters. Prior to joining CU Direct in September of 2018, Aaron held several in-house legal positions, including as Senior Vice President, Associate General Counsel at Stearns Lending, Vice President, Assistant General Counsel at First American Financial Corporation, and as Senior Counsel at ACC Capital Holdings. Aaron holds a Bachelor of Arts in Communications from California State University Fullerton and a Juris Doctor from Whittier Law School. It is my privilege to welcome Aaron to the show. Hi, Tina. It's good to be here. I'm so excited about our conversation. So to kick things off, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your path was to becoming a lawyer. Wow. A little bit about myself. I am a lawyer in Southern California. I'm a mom and a wife and a grandma. And, you know, I just try to balance everything the best I can. I am a third generation lawyer. My grandfather was an attorney. My dad was an attorney. And I used to tell my dad I would never, ever be a lawyer. That was what I said when I was growing up. That's Um, how you tempted fate. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's exactly what we do. Never say never. Um, And I had worked in various fields and met my husband and we had a couple kids and I made the decision to move into law. It was something I, I understood. I was familiar with and I felt like it was a career where I could grow and really, I hate to use the worn out phrase, make a difference, but I felt like I had some things I could contribute, especially in the corporate world. So that's how I landed here. So you and I have known each other now for north of 15 years. And we actually met when you were in-house at a client that I've worked with for a very long time. So you, since that time and since we worked together, have moved into a general counsel role. And this particular 
interview that we're doing together is really taking a look at your experiences and thought process as a GC. Why don't you fill our listeners in with respect to how long you've been a GC and what your path was to becoming one? Well, I have now been a general counsel for almost two years and it has been a great challenge, great opportunity. I started out in corporate law. I I had worked in corporations prior to being an attorney. And so I felt it was a good fit. And I have curiosity about all areas of law, which I believe led me to becoming a GC. I started out doing regulatory work. I was a regulatory attorney in the mortgage business. I had also done telecom work. So I I understood, you know, the regulatory structure from my days in aerospace before I was a lawyer. I had done contract work there. So FARs, quite the myriad of laws there. So that's where I, I started the journey in law. And from there, I was thrown contracts one day. We lost a contract attorney and my GC came in and said, hey, I now need you to handle the corporate contracts on the vendor and client side. Go. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, jumped into that one. And apparently I, I was able to feel that. So the next turn came when there was an employment law change and one of our lawyers jumped ship and then they handed me that. <laughs> so as you can hear, I just took on things as they were thrown at me. But the way I take on things is I, I dive deep. I learn everything I can. I reach out to anyone I know that may have some information on it. And that's how I was able to start learning about these various areas of law. And then when I was at one company, We had a a big split of companies and the IP attorney went with one and I stayed with the other. And again, they said, hey, you're going to take on IP and you're going to manage the portfolio of domains and trademarks and patents. And that's when I met you. (laughs) Yes. It's hard to believe that it was, God, like 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. And Again, I had to learn and I uh, luckily I had people like you who shepherded me through the process and the laws and and how things actually work. And so with this quilt work of various areas of law, I started down this journey where I, I felt like I was seeing a bigger picture within companies because I had my fingers in so many different pies within the company. So when this opportunity presented itself, I had been an associate general counsel and a deputy general counsel, um, respectively, for quite a while. And I had a friend of mine who said, hey, this company needs a GC. They haven't had one. They've been using outside counsel for years and years, and they're growing, and they really need someone who 
understands the various areas of law that are needed within a corporation and they need someone quickly. She said, I think you'd be a good fit. It's a technology company. They're moving, they're shaking. And I jumped, I did it. I said, you know what? I've spent all this time learning all these different areas and seeing how things work within companies. I've handled M&A, I've handled corporate governance. So I did it. And I, I feel that it's been a great opportunity. I'm, I'm very happy, really enjoy the people I work with and the company. But again, it's, it's one of those things where someone may say, oh, you, you jumped right into that. And yet I've had years and years of buildup to get there. So that's kind of it. Well, and you and I have had this conversation, and I, I'm sure that this is going to be one of the underlying themes of our of our chat today, which is recognizing opportunity when you see it. And it sounds like this was one of those opportunities when when this job crossed your path. Yes, absolutely. Things can be fortuitous. They they have a way of, like you say, falling in your lap and. I, I did examine it very completely, as much as you can before you jump, and did some soul searching. You know, was I ready to take the helm? Was I ready to put myself into a position where I don't have somebody else to go to? That's the beauty of being an associate general counsel. You can always go to the GC to get that final say. But when it's you, the buck stops here. And you have to be willing to make those decisions and understand any associated consequences with those decisions and advise your client to the best of your ability so that they are also able to make some of those really tough decisions that they sometimes have to make. And let alone the day-to-day of, of all the things that are happening during the day at a corporation, you may get multiple issues coming in from all different sides of the company. So yeah, I, I, I thought about it long and hard, uh, talked about it with some colleagues, actually talked about it with the GC that I was working for at the time. Wow. That's yeah. Great. He, yeah. He and I go back a long way. I had worked with him prior at another company and he was my very first general counsel. I was a fledgling attorney under his supervision. And he was fabulous. He is my mentor. And so when this opportunity came up, I went to him and I said, Hey, what do you think? And he said, you're absolutely ready. Just go. And I did. That's terrific. That's, that's a great story. And that's obviously another theme I'm sure we'll touch on over the next hour is the importance of mentors and others who cross your path, who help give you direction and guidance along the way. You mentioned some of the responsibilities high level that you've been seeing as a GC. If you were to give our listeners a snapshot into what a day in the life of Aaron Wilson is like as GC, what would you say that looks like? (laughs) Controlled chaos. (laughs) (laughs) That is what it is. Um, You know, like, like any other position, you have those days where things just go along as expected. But it seems that by and large, it's, it's 
any given issue at any given moment. So for example, I work on a lot of different contracts. And as we are expanding our product base right now and rolling out some new things, we are in the process of developing new agreements that address those products and services. So drafting, still something that I do every day. I draft contracts, um, redline contracts, negotiate, get on the phone with the clients. That's a, a very heavy area in software technology because you're always negotiating these contracts with clients and vendors on both sides. There is your corporate governance that it's not just you know board meetings here and there. It's constantly taking a look at risk and things that may come up within the company. Do we need board approval for something? Should we notify them about something? When is our next audit committee? Are we preparing for that? Um, Because there's a lot of work to be done for committee meetings with the board. We need to stay on top of those. Mergers and acquisitions. When I started this job, I walked in in September That day, the CEO told me, by the way, we have two deals that we're working on that you need to take over, two major purchases. So within three months, I had closed two major deals and had a third one on the table. Wow. So much for uh, ramping up, huh? Right? Exactly. Yeah. That ramp was, if you're a skateboarder, (laughs) it was like the deep end of the pool and and you're going down. So yeah, you know, there's, there's that aspect. You also have things like litigation. I manage litigation. There's litigation on any, any given moment in a company, some little, some larger, uh, but you need to make sure that you're staying on top of those things as well. Employment. There's always issues happening Uh, in employment law, whether it's a workers' comp or they're making a change to benefits or like right now in COVID-19, we had to go remote like everyone else. You had to address a myriad of problems with that. Now, if you are going to consider bringing people back, you're going to have to change up your workspaces and how people come into the office. Are you going to do temperature screening? All these things. There's just so many things, privacy, because we're a software technology company. How are we processing information? Are we updating our privacy notices? It's everything. Anything you can think of that happens within a corporation makes its way through legal. So it's, a, it's an adventure for sure. But I, I'm very fortunate. I work with really good people, which you cannot substitute that out. I I don't care how much money you make or if you're working for the top firm somewhere. For me, it comes down to people. It's who you work with. The job is the job. What I do, I will do and can do anywhere, but who you work with makes or breaks it. So I'm lucky. I work with great people and that makes all the difference in in my day-to-day because every day is busy. Every day doesn't have enough hours, but um, working with great people makes that happen. That's terrific. That's really awesome. How, how big is your law department? 
<laughs> it's um, so I built it. Um, <laughs> it was me, just me, and um, I now I head up uh, legal enterprise risk and compliance. So I did bring on a compliance person. I was able to bring on a paralegal, which is just she is phenomenal and is just you know, vital in what I do. Um, and then we have our ERM team. I have a, a chief risk officer and he has two folks that work for him. And that's pretty much the department. It's very, very lean. We are, you know, working on any given thing at any given moment and just maxed out really <laughs> candidly, but it's okay. I'm used to that. And, you know, that's, that's an interesting point too, especially in these COVID times, which is when we're speaking, it's now we're approaching the end of May here. And that seems to be the theme from what I've heard from a number of folks and what I've been experiencing on my own in private practice is just the feeling that time was already going at warp speed, but much to our surprise, it can actually go much faster. And that's what we've all been experiencing the past three months. Right. That's exactly true. It is interesting. And when you when you mention the size of the law department, I have come from very large companies. My first company, I believe, had about 13,000 employees nationwide. Another corporation I was with was a Fortune 500 worldwide company. And I have worked in very large law departments where every attorney had expertise. There was always someone to go to. We had great support in those law offices. So moving to a much smaller organization that is so lean also was a very quick lesson in even more time management. I mean, I've always practiced pretty decent time management, but this put it on steroids. It's a great, it's a great thing though. It's, it forces you to refine how you approach things and your, your network, if you will, of, of people, you know, who may have expertise in that area that you can ping and say, Hey, just want to run this by you. So again, good lessons and, and good practice. So Aaron, in your time as general counsel, which has been a couple of years now, what have been the most rewarding and the most challenging aspects of your role? You've mentioned some of the lessons you've learned, the terrific team and company you work for. Are there any anecdotes, specific examples you can mention to our audience that really sort of reflect some of the things that you feel the most proud of and some of the things where you've walked away and said, I'm better for this, but man, that was a bit bumpy. <laughs> oh, there are some great stories, ones I can't tell, but they're <laughs> You know know how that goes. Yes, I do. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay. I'm going to start with the general and and move to the specific, but I will say what has been the most challenging as often may be the case has also been the most rewarding because those things that challenge us and push us to our absolute limit 
when we get through them, they become our greatest reward because we rise to the challenge and we overcome and we come out on the other side better for it. That's just my, that's how I take things. One of the things that was a huge challenge was building the department, was walking into a company without a legal department and socializing that with people. They that's a that's a difficult thing to do. Being an in-house attorney is always very interesting anyway. You are part of the structure, you are part of the company. And as such, you learn more about the company, I feel, than outside counsel has the opportunity to because you're sitting there in the middle of it. Right. So when you walk into a situation in a company that has never had a lawyer, people shy away from the legal department in most cases. They, they're like, ah, oh, legal's going to tell us no. They're going to tell us this and that. What they don't know won't hurt them kind of thing. I have always taken the approach with the people I work with. First of all, I'm not a stuffy attorney. I'm, I'm not going to use all the words that you don't know to, to try to look like I know more because I don't. I don't, I don't know more about your operations than you. You definitely know that. What I offer and what I socialize is I can point out some areas where maybe I can help you streamline something so that you avoid those risks. And it is a challenge to walk in and get people to come to you with something new or something maybe they have been doing so that you can look at it. And, and offer them some suggestions. So that was quite the challenge. And I was, I was a little stumped at first because this is a small company that had grown rapidly, but they still have that mom and pop feel. They're very close knit and I was an outsider. Everybody had been there a very long time. So little by little, I just talked to people not even about work at first, just, hey, how are you? Get to know you until they felt more comfortable. And I am very happy that we are now at a point where people call me throughout the day. Uh, hey, Aaron, we're going we're gonna to try this. You know, what do you think? And it's great because that's really where that synthesis starts taking place with an in-house law department and a corporation. You do have to be a part of it. They have to trust you. And at that point, you just have so much more ability to add to the corporation as a whole. And I, I don't mean to be too Miss Mary Sunshine because you know I, I'm not like super cheery in that regard. Um, but but I really mean it. I that to me, that is a great reward when people actually come to you as the lawyer and say, hey, we want you to take a look at this. What do you think? That's about the, the best it gets. That's the greatest reward right there. And um, I'm, very, I'm very proud of that. I'm happy with that. It makes me feel very good about what I do uh, for that organization because that's really what, what matters to me. Am I helping them? Because if I'm not helping them 
then what am I doing there? You know? No, you're absolutely right. And that's a really important and a great story that really resonates with me. And I'm sure the listeners get it too, that what you just described is really no small feat at all. You know, I just speak from experience from having changed organizations over my career. I've only done that shift once, but there's a lot of things that go into it. You're, you're meeting a whole new group of people. They have a different style of working. They have their vibe, right? And the smaller the organization, the more meaningful the addition of anybody to that organization and to the ranks shifts the energy. And it's all about getting to know people, learning their working style, and also being realistic, especially when you're in an important role like the one you're in, that you need a team around you and trying to figure out what's the best way, a a way that will um, be meaningful in a positive way to the folks that preceded you at the organization. What's the most meaningful way to build on you as the foundation to deliver service and value and meaning to the people that you're serving? Exactly. So I do have one anecdotal story for you that, that I think I can, I can safely say without uh, disturbing anyone. Okay, um, good. <laughs> that is, we had had, you know, this, this sales team, sales is always the last bastion with legal. They, it's this interesting thing because they're always afraid we're going to kill deals or something. So they're, they're, they don't warm up to legal as quickly. And we had had, I had been here a couple months. We had a national sales meeting and everybody was there. And I, uh, I walked in and several of the salespeople came up and hugged me and said, we're so glad you're here. This and that. And and one of the one of the executives looked at me and said, "I don't think I have ever seen a salesperson hug a lawyer in my life." <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, "Well, I said, welcome to my legal department because this is not what you're used to." <laughs> and and it was a good thing, you know. It really was. It it made me happy. That's awesome. And I mean, that's who you are, though. I mean that that's who you are through and through. You're, you know, it's funny you said that you're not Little Miss Sunshine, but actually, I think that you really raise the energy and, you know, really make people happy that are around you. And I think that that's a really important part of who you are and your leadership. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, um, I, I do like to keep things light where I can. Our, our jobs are fairly serious to a large degree. And so when I can, I lighten it up. And uh, you also know how much I love Halloween. And everywhere I've I have ever been, I do dress up for Halloween. And sometimes I am the only person on the executive floor to dress up for Halloween, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But it it reminds people that you know what we're all we're all human beings here. We all have our our humor and uh, our areas where we're lighter, and it it's something that helps people see that side of me, that, that I'm not just the person in the suit making rules. And, and I do have a side of me that loves the creative, loves to be fun and have a great time. So, yeah. 
Well, and I'm really excited because we're going to peel that onion a little bit more in our second segment about all the other things you do and a lot of the other different facets to who you are. And I'm very excited about getting into that conversation. I do have one last question for you as we start winding down the first segment of our conversation together. And that is looking back on the last couple of years as general counsel, what has surprised you most about that role? Yeah, that is such a a deep question, actually. Um, I I think what surprised me the most was the willingness of the people there to make this a better company. They really want to move forward and grow, and they're willing to take hard looks at what's happening to do that. And that that sounds like it should be a given, but it's it's not always that way in companies. It's very difficult to break that cycle of we've always done it this way. Um, you know, that is that is an attorney's worst phrase to hear in my, that's my worst phrase to hear. We've always done it that way. So the fact that this group was so willing to move into the next era, uh, if you will, in their corporate life was awesome. And, And it did surprise me coming from the fact that it was a small company, but it was wonderful. There's always the other challenges. I think for me, that moment of, I have no one else to bump this up to. This is it. It's me. That's always that defining moment. And I will, I will share with you that one other time I had that moment. And I I actually, when this happened to me in the corporation, I flew in my head to this other moment in time. And it was when I was getting my pilot's license and I was on my first solo cross country. So it's just me flying a plane for the first time going across country. And I had radioed in to, I had what they call flight following. So basically they, the radios hand you off to the various locations. So you identify that you're on your first cross country solo and they kind of keep an eye on you is what it is. And I had identified and they came back on the radio and, and said, Hey, uh, where are you headed? So I headed to French Valley airport. And they said, you need to immediately turn your heading to, it was one eight zero you're about to enter restricted flight space. I had gotten too close to the perimeter of the air base. And so, you know, I really didn't want to see a couple of F-15s coming up alongside me. Um, I immediately turned and I had that moment of, oh my gosh, it's just me up here. This is me flying the plane. If I don't do it right, the consequences are I'm going to crash and most likely perish. So, get it together, you know? Uh, and I immediately went back on everything I'd learned. You know, you start going over the lessons in your head and that was that. And when I had that moment at the corporation where I had a very challenging situation and I was sitting there going over this and I, I had that, that's it. This is it. This is me. There's no one else to go to. 
Now start going back over everything you've learned and figure it out. And that was it. I was, I was up again in the sky, you know, at several thousand feet and it was me. That's a remarkable story. And I know with what we're going to be talking about in the next segment, we're going to touch a little bit more on, you know, what makes Aaron Wilson, Aaron Wilson. I mean, you're so resilient, multidimensional and talented, and you draw from so many different life experiences and things you've learned, probably more so than most people I know. You you just see the synergies in, in places and just experiences you've had in, in what may be to most a very different set of circumstances. And you're able to pull strength and intellect and wisdom from those. And I'm very much looking forward to the second part of our conversation. Um, but before we wind down this first segment, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners about what we've talked about and where can they find you? So you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Aaron Wilson. And I can also give out my email address at work if anyone wants to contact me. It's E-R-I-N dot Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N at cudirect.com. So that's where you can find me. And I would just share that I feel that there's so much out there in our lives professionally and personally. And it is a synergy. Like, like you mentioned, teenagers, I don't think we can completely segment ourselves off and we need to draw upon our experiences on both sides of that fence. I do it every day. I do it at home. There are things with my kids that I will find a lesson in something I've dealt with at work that allows me to help them with a situation that they're facing. And conversely at work, there may be a challenge that happens and I go back into some challenge that I faced on a personal level that helps me to deal with the situation and find alternative methods for whomever it is that is having that challenge at work. So just a synergy, I would say. Well, I'm so excited about the second part of our conversation coming up and just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit and chat with me and to really share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you so much, Tina. It is always a pleasure talking with you and just being able to to discuss these things on professional levels, personal levels. You're great. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.